I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What is going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. If you don't know me by now, my name is James Milley. I am the managing partner and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the US, and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. Today, we've got Nicholas Wilton here with us on the mic. Nicholas is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to bring joy to the creative process. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited to hear what he has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you AVP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Nicholas Wilton and we are ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Nicholas Wilton is the founder of art to life an online platform that strives to build, empower, and inspire the creative community. With over 20 years working with creatives, Nicholas has developed a systematic approach that brings authenticity, spontaneity, and joy back into the creative process. Wilton's paintings are seen in yearly gallery exhibitions, international art fairs, and are included in numerous private and corporate collections in both the United States and Europe. His paintings have also been used on the covers of the national bestseller, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz and Bren Brown's The Gift of Imperfection. Recently, the U.S. Postal Service issued a stamp featuring Wilton's artwork. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Nicholas. Hey, thanks for being here. Absolutely. And thank you as well. Uh, Now, before we dive into it, Nicholas, I want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. What is the earliest memory that you have of art? Uh, Probably sitting on a dining room table. I might have been in diapers. I don't know. But my (laughs) father was in advertising and he used to, back then it was no computers and they used felt pens to, used felt pens to create logos. And so he would have all this paper on the dining room table and I was sitting on it and playing with these felt pens, watching him come up with logos and that smell, I still love that smell of those toxic uh, felt pens, but that's probably my <laughs> earliest member, memory of, of making art. Uh, I think that's amazing. And uh, I love that you also have this kind of uh, olfactory memory that goes along with it. Uh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> super toxic, but oh, it's it's such a great right? smell. <laughs> you kind of got to love that smell. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, and let's go ahead and jump into the rest of our questions. Um, so Nicholas, first of all, could you tell us a little more about what inspired you to create art to life? Uh, well, uh, 
it was my own uh, difficulties uh, in 2008, 2009. Like I've always made art and I've always uh, been an artist and I struggled, frankly, a lot um, doing that. Um, it was super uneven and I didn't, I didn't know any other thing. I didn't have any like schooling to become a dentist or whatever. So I was just determined to smooth out my practice um, by putting some principles in place, putting some practices in place. Like, how do you get this weird activity so it can fit in your life? But it wasn't until 2009 when, you know, the economy fell apart and I, I lost like all my savings and, you know, a, a total train wreck happened. And, and really it just, you know, I, I ended up sort of like really committing and really putting my focus on making fine art. And that was a, a, a turning point for me. And I sort of realized that, you know, when you commit and you really go for it, as well as applying information that's like super helpful, like principles, I started to figure this out. Like, what are the main kind of principles used in art making? And, you know, and I, I, I teach these, it's value, design, color, texture, soul, and risk. And the alchemy of that, I started teaching this in workshops and I started applying this to my own work and that's when things really started taking off. So it was my own sort of coming out of the depths of despair um, gave me the ability to understand others that are challenged. Um, but it, it also like it gave me I could teach this and, and help other people so they could not go through such a long struggle like I did. I, I think that's incredible. And I, I love that as you're uh, kind of listing off the, the, uh, the different principles uh, at first I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Color, form, you know, I recognize all these, but then soul and risk. Oh my goodness. That's uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that's you need a, that. it's, it's yes. It's the composition. It's the, it's the balance yeah. in the photo, but also just, you know, giving it that I, I, uh, I, I'd love to, uh, take a look more and see like kind of just these, these founding principles that you're sharing with people. Like, it sounds uh, so yeah. it's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. It is, dude. It's totally, it's totally what you're doing. Yep. Um, very cool, Nicholas. Um, so moving on. So how can artists maintain enthusiasm and high energy when they are marketing their art? Well, so I, I teach business to artists, um, and I, and I've been really successful with this and, and, you know, I've taught thousands of artists, but my business plan really is centered on their art um, because when you make your art amazing, uh, it doesn't, <laughs> you don't need a lot of tricks uh, to get that out in the world. Amazing artwork uh, that's personal and authentic, it stands out and it rises to the surface automatically. People on the internet, people in the world, collectors, artists, everybody, they're craving work that's like you that's personal that's authentic that's different so that's what i focus on it's it's a lot harder to teach that than just you know here's how to build a website but right. there's lots of workshops you can take that teach you how to build a workshop i'm interested in pulling out the authentic powerful most potent art that an artist wants to make and that that's a bigger challenge um so the way we get this going, the way you maintain that enthusiasm and energy is that you've got to be juiced up. You've got to be so fired up about what you're making that you're going to do this anyway. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of work that will, the, it, the sales will take care of itself. Like that, that is super powerful. 
Um, and that's why I work with artists on getting them clear and helping them discern what it is. And that's where this soul and the risk piece of these principles come in. It's, it's gotta be personal and you gotta care and you gotta be passionate. I could not agree more. Um, and we're always saying here on the podcast that it's so important to lead with an authentic step forward in your art career. Um, if, if you're just in it to make money or to become famous or whatever it may be that, that your own, uh, kind of like more business side goals are, then it's, it's not going, you're not going to get to where you want to with it. And like you're saying, just having incredible, amazing art that's authentic and personal to you, that is going to be what shines through. And also, like you said, makes, makes the business side of your art career easier. Like you don't have (laughs) to do much when people are already in love with your art. So, yeah. And, and, you know, let me just add a little side note here. This would be so easy if we were making potato chips or something that we could just perfect. I mean, I always, you know, like if it was Coca-Cola, it's like you figure out this amazing thing one time and then you just focus on selling it over and over and over again. But that's not what artists do. And as soon as you perfect something, as soon as, and I work with a lot of artists like this, they've got this thing, they're selling in galleries, they're living the dream, but they start to become bored because it's the same thing. It's art. It's not about doing the same thing over and over again. It's about innovation and change and taking risks and growing and changing. Your art has to mirror your life. You have to be changing and evolving and your art is just a just an artifact to that process and that's why it's collectible and but it you know in no uncertain terms this is going this art should change so just when you get comfortable you got to start moving it and shifting it to where you got to stay passionate about it and and that that's a moving target i love the way that you put that and i would say that at the same time that it's it's liberating that like oh hey you know you it's not like you just land on a certain style and then you just have to turn that out like an artist factory for forever. Like you have the opportunity to be developing your art as, as you yourself as a person are developing. Um, but also on the flip side, I would say that it's, it's a little relieving that, cause I, I feel like a lot of artists, they feel like my art's not ready enough. Like, like, you know, I need to wait until I've reached the, the peak, the perfection of my, my craft, my art style to feel confident about selling it or, or exhibiting it. And to know that it's a moving target, like you said, and that, you know, whatever artwork you make, that is representing this part of your life. So even if it's at an earlier stage of your art career, doesn't mean that someone isn't going to want that little slice of your artist life. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think it's uh, um, simultaneously like, you know, there's no ceiling. This is so liberating. I can, I can continue, like always be improving my art and also in the very moment, like my, my art is, is worth um, collecting or worth sharing with the world. So I, th- I think, yes, that's, yes. That's yeah, thing. no, ab- absolutely. You're, you're not, you know, if, if people could shift their thinking to actually what you are building, you know, what you are consistently making again and again and again, that you keep on working on is a process, the process of your art, the trail of art, the artifact, all those pictures, all the things that you're making that are behind you, 
That's a process. That's a whole journey that you're on. That's what you're getting people excited about. And yes, you're right. People want to own a piece of that, especially in the beginning. People don't realize, artists don't realize when they're starting out, I know it's fraud and you don't feel as good as you want to be, but this is a super potent time to share your work, man. People just get so fired up to see people like them taking on the world and doing art. Like, wow, you're doing this. It's amazing. It's a really good time to share your work when you're beginning. And I know, I know it's hard, but it's, uh, you get a lot of, it's like starting a podcast or anything. A newcomer really gets a lot of attention. So you don't want to miss that. Exactly. No, I, I could not agree more. Um, so Nicholas kind of tied in with what we're talking about. Um, what questions do you ask? Uh, sorry. What questions do you ask the artists that you coach when, um, when you're trying to bring joy, uh, to their process? Well, I pull back, I pull back further from their painting. I, you know, we leave the studio, we go out, so, you know, get it. And, and it's a real simple question. What, brings you alive, right? Like, what is it? What, what are the things that light you up? Is it, you know, I mean, and, and everything in your life, in your art, what colors bring you alive? What do you love doing yoga? Do you love doing painting? Do you, what kind of music do you listen to? All of that stuff. Because what happens is people lose track of that. And when you stop doing the things that light you up, things get flat. And when things get flat, your art gets flat. It's super important that, that your juice comes from things that light you up. And it's different for everybody. But when you, are, when you bring joy back into your life by doing the things, by thinking of the things, by participating, that there's a state that it's called inspiration. You become inspired when you're that way. That's, that's what happens when you become joyful. And guess what? There's a, there's a, there's a, a, a reaction, a chain reaction to this, and inspiration leads to creativity. And this is not taught. This isn't ever really spoken in this way, but that's how I teach it. And that's why we make the progress we do with those who come through the Creative Visionary Program and our other courses. That's what we're doing, that we're creating the conditions for an artist to just be like, oh my God, like, it's like putting a plant in an amazing pot that's super big for them with really great soil and you're watering it and the temperature is just right. That plant's going to grow like crazy. And that's what we do um, for artists. That's, that's how we shift it. But it starts with that question. What brings you alive? I love that. Uh, and I think that every artist listening should be asking themselves what brings them alive. Uh, personally, for me, I would say it is definitely music. Uh, I I love listening to music and singing, and uh, I recently actually tied music together with my own uh, kind of like getting in the creative mindset process, um, and it's been like night and day. Like I was kind of creatively dormant for I would I would say a, a few years actually, but um, I'm taking the time to make sure that I am not only just like sitting down to make art, but actually like getting inspired to feel creative and then make art from there. And it's, I mean, it, it, it makes a, a huge difference. Oh I, yeah, I, no, that's great. Yeah, like, you know, connecting like, well, so then the question becomes, it's a, by the way, it's a creative one. How, how can I bring this music thing? What is it about this music? like? what is it and how can I bring that more into my art? Or maybe that is my art, but you know, like 
that's where now you're just thinking and focusing on the stuff that lights you up and and your art's going to be influenced by that and that that's absolutely right you just start riffing off of that i love it (laughs) Um, well we are going to come right back everyone and nicholas is going to tell you more of what you want to know about using your work to inspire joy and much more Uh, but first another message from our sponsors New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. So Nicholas, how do you use your personal art to help teach others? Well, I've always, um, I'm an artist first and foremost. Uh, you know, the teaching thing is, uh, it's just a beautiful uh, side hustle to do next to discovering the, this information and my own inspiration. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm just a lifelong learner. And the place I learn everything, all the content that I share with people happens pretty much by myself in a studio, um, working on my paintings, um, you know, and so, uh, it's, it's not something that I'm te- just teaching. It's something that I'm doing and, you know, stuff just comes up and I'll be working and I'll, I'll realize, you know, God, you know, like it's so much easier to do X, you know, to use these kind of brushes or to turn your painting upside down. And it's like, actually that might be helpful. And that's all I'm doing is just kind of sharing stuff um, you know, transmissions from the field, you know, and then that's really all I'm doing, uh, in, in art to life. I mean, it's become a bigger thing now, you know, and we've got coaches and we've got all kinds of programs, but it all comes back and it, for all everyone on the team, most of us are artists, you know, so this is, this is an art based company for artists. I, I think that's hugely important, especially for what it is exactly that you are teaching artists. Like, the fact that you are an artist and you are experiencing these things firsthand instead of just trying to create some formula for the sake of like, oh, I'm going to, you know, have some product I'm selling online. It's like you are actually like experiencing this firsthand and you're like, wow, I need to share this with the world. So yeah, yeah, no, totally. Like I'm doing these commissions right now, you know, and commissions are super hard for people to do. And and I feel like I've gotten better at it. And I, so I share a lot of, like, that was just something I've lately, that's a perfect example. You know, how do you do a commission when someone's like wanting kind of you to repeat yourself? How do you think about it? And so, um, that's a, you know, and I've been doing these commissions and frankly, kind of struggling with it. And so this is, uh, just really ripe right now for, that's something that I just started talking about and sharing with people because, um, there's definitely ways to do things that are faster and easier and more efficient. And I just love when someone shares that for me, because, you know, we all want to have more time to make our art and we all want to make it better. So that's what, uh, 
that's what this is all about, really. That's such a good example with the commissions. Uh, yeah. Definitely something that I've heard from a lot of other artists. I know for for my art, uh, the first several commissions I did, I completely bombed. I just like, <laughs> and you'd think it would be easier something where someone else is telling you the idea and, yeah. and all you're doing is executing it. But it's it's not. There's a lot of nuance to it. There's a lot of marrying your vision with someone else's where it's it's still true to your work and, and authentic but also um making sure that they're happy and and so there i as you're talking i'm like god i wish i had someone like to tell me more yeah. about commissions when i was starting out <laughs> oh me too i mean i suffer i cried i wept i mean that person who bought who's buying that who's waiting impatiently for it wherever they are they are in the studio with you sitting there in that armchair next to you painting. And it sucks, man. It's yeah. like, it, you just got to get them out of there, but they're there and they're paying for it and they want that blue color. And, and you're sick of that blue color, but you got to get it anyway. <laughs> God, what a nightmare. I completely empathize with you. Uh, <laughs> um, so next up, Nicholas, we actually have a listener question here. Um, okay. So Andre K., uh, wants to know, uh, how do you differentiate between your original artwork and works that you create that are designed for mass sales, whether that's, you know, on Etsy, um, or reproduced from, you know, somewhere else, uh, and what differences in the business models should there be? So, you know, basically kind of your own artwork where it's, it's just from your vision versus something else that you're, you're, you know, either turning into a product or you're, you're trying to yeah. mass sell. Yeah. Well, so what I'm on the lookout for, what I think is the most important thing, uh, for Andre or for anybody, you, I just want you to keep going, man. I just want you to stay fired up. So, you know, if you're making something and, and, and you, and you, you know, you want to make sure that you're, that it's exciting for you to make, right? And I get it. I did illustration for a lot of years and there were, you know, I was doing book covers, but I'd always try to do it and make it as, make it so I loved it. You know, that's like the bottom line. Now, if you make something you love and, and you can make prints out of it, like go for it, you know, but if you're going to make something that's kind of, you know, everyone likes cats. So I think I'll make some cat painting. I'm not really into it, but I know how to paint and I'll just make some cats and those will do really well. I'm not really the guy to like give advice for that. That's more like, you know, there's just lots of business. That's just like selling units, you know, but, but I, I want you to keep going. And I, the only way I know to teach people to keep going is to keep them fired up, to keep them feeling alive and juiced and exciting. So it has to be really connected to what you care about. Now, there's no, there's no reason why what you care about can't be like a runaway bestseller. In fact, most of the things that are you are fired up will appeal to a lot of other people. So I don't I don't think they're incongruent there. But um, there really isn't. There's only one business model, as far as I'm concerned, or only one kind of business that I'm interested in in teaching or know how to teach, frankly. And it's 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 mission driven business. It's business that that your your heart, your mind, your body, everything's aligned, right? Like that's super powerful. People can feel that from a mile away, man. And it's like that sells like wildflower fire. I just don't know. You know, it's like, you don't, there's no convincing that they, people can tell because you're so into it. 
So that's, that's my best advice for the business. And I can help people get into it and discover what their thing is, you know, or the thing that they're to get that message more clear. Um, and when you start getting clear, when you start discerning what it is for you and you learn how to make that and so make it so other people can feel that you've got a business right there. And that's super, super powerful. And whether it's on Etsy or whether it's on, you know, some fine or high end gallery, it doesn't really matter um, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, the print thing, so great, you know, sell prints. That's awesome. You know, just make sure that you get ex you're excited about that image, <laughs> you know. Right, right. And I think that that's a really good point is that even when it's something that's mass produced, it should be something that you're really excited about and, and is true to you because that alone is going to be the main thing that, um, uh, that allows that many people to identify with it. And I think, I think yeah. if anything, I would say, you know, let's say you have things that inspire you or things that are, you know, in your artwork about you that are, um, maybe a little more specific to you versus, um, you know, if there's something that is also in your work that is maybe a little more universally, um, experienced, that might be the image or the, the artwork that you should choose to mass produce something that more people are going to identify with. But at the same time, I think, like you said, like it really should, it should be authentic to you and it should feel like something that you're excited about from the start. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. But, but here, but here's, here's the, here's the business and here's where I kind of veer off a little bit. Look at, you've got an internet connection. You pay 30 bucks a month, this thing, you can reach millions of people. I'm more into cultivating an audience for your work than, than adjusting your work to existing audiences. Yeah. If you start making work that's personal, that's like you because you care about it. Yeah. Maybe the kind of, maybe you're going to paint dogs, but you like putting them in overcoats or whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's no, that's not really out there right now. And there's not like a market for that, but that's good. Right. Like, you know, Google named itself Google. Um, it didn't make any sense at all. I'm sure people in that meeting were like, are you nuts? What's a Google? No one even knows what that is. You should call it an information website. Right. Or find things easily. You know, this is the difference. It's a different kind of marketing and it's, you're dealing, you're, you're marketing based on something that's new and exciting, but ultimately that you're excited about because people are going to say, so what's what, you know, what is this weird owl picture you, what's this print? And then you can say, you know what? I freaking love owls because when I was a kid, this is what my dad gave me. And I, I, you know, whatever the thing is, you have to be able to speak from the heart. It's got to come through. And people will find that there's enough people in the world to, to create a, a, a base that can support you um, based on anything you want to create, but you just have to care about it and it has to be yours. And the more different it is, the better, as far as I'm concerned. I, I completely agree. And I, I really like the example of Google where it's like, yeah, right. you're not just making the thing that is the most directly uh, relatable where it's like, oh yeah. yes, you know, I'm looking for cert, like way to find things online. So we'll yeah. call it way to th find things online. <laughs> right. you know, it's like, right. like, it's actually like you have a vision for something that you are, you're making the thing that people look for instead of just yeah. trying to fit into a box of something that people are currently looking for. Yeah, there, exactly. like you said, there, you, there's more than enough people on this planet to fit the audience that you need 
for yeah. your art as as you see it and as you want to be making it. Yeah. And people want to discover you, you know, that's like, they want to go, you know what? I just found this amazing, check this artist out. He takes animals, but he does this, or she does this to it, or look at this. People will glom on to what you're doing because they relate to it. And then they will show it to their friends because it's an expression of their individuality. So we have to remember that as artists, we're doing this for ourselves, but other people are glomming onto it because they can't do this. So the more unique it is, the more particular your audience is going to be who come for it. And that's just, that's just a slight twist. It's a different model than just selling a bunch of units because there's a huge audience for it. Right, exactly. And I think there, there's kind of two other things that come to mind there from what you just said. One is that kind of the whole, you know, take the, um, uh, take the splinter out of your own eye before taking the, uh, the, the log out of your, your friend's eye, or just like basically love yourself before you can love other people. If you feel strongly about your art, that's going to channel into the way that you're sharing it with other people. And people are going to want to be a part of it because it's so clearly, uh, inspiring to you as well. Um, and then, uh, the other thing I was going to say, um, actually, I don't remember the other thing. So it's okay. <laughs> um, you know, it, it is really true though, you know, like this art making thing, especially for those, you know, this is a business podcast and it's like, it's, it's hard, man. You know, it's like, it's much easier to make a, you know, a, a product, you know, that just repeat it. But this art thing is, is a little trickier. It's totally worth it. The only way you're going to have the energy for the long run is that you got to be fired up about this, you know? Like I'm working on this course right now and, and I'm, I'm spending so much time and money just painting the damn backgrounds behind these videos. Cause I just want the colors to be so cool. I love color, you know? And it's like, this whole thing's like this art expression that keeps me fired up about it. You know? So, you know, it's what you're saying. It's like, you got to have the energy. If you got to first it's self generate this energy and then people will recognize it and feel it and experience it. But whether they come or not, you're doing it. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, to your point, like, yes, this is a, a business podcast for artists, but also if you were strictly just looking for money, there are easier ways to make money than making art. So there's a reason that you've chosen to make art instead of something else. And that's because you have to, like you, like, you can't live without this. And, at, you know, you need to remember that instead of, making it strictly just like, okay, I'm selling these art units. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Art, art making is the process of becoming yourself. Like what cooler thing do you want to be involved in? Why wouldn't you want to figure this out and share it with the world? Like wh <clears throat> what else you got to do with your life? You know, <clears throat> it's not about making money. It's about learning and changing and growing and becoming more and more who you possibly could be. That's what we're involved in. That's what's at stake here. That's why it's so damn exciting. I can't imagine doing anything else uh, with my life. And, and, right. and <laughs> you can kill it making money at this, by the way. When you start going down that road, because everyone wants that. People get it. They see what you're doing and they get fired up and they'll come. I love that. Oh, Nicholas, this has been such an amazing conversation. Um, let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners out there um, with just one more question. So what is a call to action that you want to share with our listeners so that they can take full advantage of art to life? Well, 
pretty much everything we've been talking about, about getting clear, about getting fired up again, about all of that, getting in motion, you know, igniting your art making again, you know, and finding your way back to what you love. We've got a thing called the Creative Breadcrumbs Challenge. I do it once a year. It's five days long. It's starting on October 19th and it goes to the 23rd of October. It's totally free. We have thousands of people do this. This is the process that I go through to reconnect with what I want to start making in the, for the following year. And um, you can sign up. Uh, all you need to do is go to creative, uh, is go to breadcrumbschallenge.com and uh, sign up. And we, we do these little, it's about a half an hour a day. I'll send out these prompts early in the morning. We, we work on them. And by the end of the week, you're going to have a much better idea of what, where you should be heading with your work, getting clear on it, getting fired up about it. I love that. And I think I'm probably going to sign up too. Yeah, um, it's so cool. yeah, it's really fun, by the way. It's really, really fun. It sounds fun. Um, everyone out there listening, uh, again, that's October 19th to 23rd. Uh, and yep. you can sign up at breadcrumbschallenge.com. Go do it now. <laughs> and, and by the way, if anyone, you know, and, and also you can just go to art2life with the number two dot com and you can check out all our programs and all the rest of it. But what's coming up now, all I'm focused on is this uh, breadcrumbs challenge uh, that's coming because it's really cool. So we're getting all ready for that. And that's coming up real soon. I, I can't wait to see more about it. Um, to all of you artists out there, Nicholas has been here with us today sharing his amazing perspective. You're going to want to go back and listen to this again or any of our other past podcasts, and you can do so at superfine.world. Uh, to connect with Nicholas, you can follow him at Nicholas Wilton and also at art2life underscore world on Instagram. You can also visit nicholaswilton.com and again, art2life.com uh, or breadcrumbschallenge.com. Uh, that's kind of the main focus that Nicholas has right now. So I would recommend that one above everything else, but also go check out his work because it's great as well. <laughs> um, as always, remember that we are super fine art fair on Instagram. We always appreciate a share whenever you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. And once again, we'd really appreciate it if you took just a moment of your time to write us a review on Apple podcasts. Those ratings and reviews are so critical in helping other artists, entrepreneurs, just like yourselves, find us. As always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. And the quote is one of my favorites. It is, be yourself because everyone else is taken. It is by Dr. Seuss. Nicholas, it has been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you again for sharing your perspective with our listeners. For that, we are so grateful. Super appreciate the invitation, James. Thanks so much. Absolutely, Nicholas. And uh, I look forward to talking to you soon and hopefully keeping in touch. Uh, everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so follow us on Instagram at Superfine Art Fair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. 
Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world. Yeah.